This is Kylie, and you're listening to episode 42 of Fix Her Up. If this is your first time listening to me, thank you. I'm glad you're here. Might I suggest that you go back and listen to episodes 35, 36, 39, and 41 before you listen to this one, though? See, this one is a continuation in that seemingly never-ending story. Did you guys see that movie, Never-Ending Story? Did they make a remake of it? I feel like they might have made a remake of it, or there was talk about a remake or something. I liked the movie, but I think it was a little bit like after my time to really like get the benefit of it. I don't know. I have friends that are like younger Gen Xers and they loved it, but I'm not even sure exactly when it was released. Hold on. Let me find out. Alexa, when was the never ending story released? Okay. I would have been in uh, eighth grade. So by the time it came out on video, I was moved on to much more adult things because, you know, eighth grade, you're so big. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> if you have listened to other episodes and come back again, thank you. As I said at the end of the last episode, I'm taping this one right away. I wanted to have like a quick continuation and I also kind of wanted to address all of these pieces into digestible parts. You know, kind of like I did the stories about Alec. I don't know, like this is kind of becoming like a true miniseries, right? Like 1980s style miniseries. <laughs> like the Thornbirds or something. That was a great miniseries, by the way. If you did not see it, it was great. And if you have not read the book, it's a great book as well. You should definitely read that book. Anyways, let me continue where I left off. Okay, let me, I think... I was at Operation Move Mom was in full swing, right? Yes. Okay. I handed in the lease, which Linda did sign of her own free will, but she was still convinced that I was sending her into a nursing home. You know, I, she like had this idea in her head. And then supposedly the physical therapists kept telling her that she would be sitting in diapers of her own filth for hours because there was nobody that would be able to help her. Even though I kept telling her that she was going to be in her own apartment and that she'd be responsible for getting to the bathroom herself and she's fully capable of doing it. It was in her head that she was going to be sitting in her own filth. And I don't know whether or not people actually told her that. I can't imagine that they did, but you never know, right? I mean, I don't know. If you find yourself ever speaking to an older person and they're clearly agitated and they're nervous and they're scared about life changes, you tell them the worst case scenario, which then freaks them out even more. Shame on you. I mean, seriously. Shame on you. That's a horrible thing. That's like being mean to a baby. You know, you don't do it. You don't do that to old people. They're confused. And, and they're like upset and they've lived a long time and their life is weird. Don't do that. That's mean. So Beth and I went back to my mom's place a couple days later to continue packing things up and start moving things over to her new place. We had a very scheduled day, but Beth, seriously, she's the best at that shit. Oh my God. She's so good at keeping things on task. And making sure that I didn't get lost in the weeds. And let me tell you, like going through my mom's stuff and all these pictures and just all these things, there was a lot of weeds and I could have gotten sucked in so easily. But she like kept me on task. It was good. She'd be like calling out, okay, check it. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. We're packing this, we're packing that. My sister basically didn't pack up shit after I had left her a few days before. So Beth and I had to redo some stuff. We actually had to open up some boxes that my sister packed just to see what was in it because I wasn't sure what she packed and what she didn't pack. And like one box, she had like a box of cereal, a bowl, some books, and like a pillow. Totally ridiculous. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> we were cracking up. And then Beth was cracking up later because... I'm sure I've mentioned it in several different episodes, but I talk to myself all the time. <laughs> Apparently this day I was talking to myself in English and I just kept saying over and over again, 
I'm going to throat punch that bitch. I'm going to throat punch that bitch. <laughs> Guess I kept having to redo shit that my sister said she was supposed to do and did and then didn't do. <laughs> so I was just, it was like my mantra. I'm going to throat punch that bitch. <laughs> I did take all my mom's jewelry because my sister kept saying that my mom didn't want it. But then my brother kept telling me that my mom specifically told him that she did want it. So I was like, okay, so my brother doesn't freak out that my sister's trying to steal it. Or maybe my sister is trying to steal it. I'm just going to take it. You know, like, I'm just going to take it. I'm going to put it all in a box. And I'm pretty sure I brought it to my house. I I actually don't know where it is, though. (laughs) Maybe it's where my wedding rings are. (laughs) I told my mom I took it. And that I would give stuff back to her if she wanted it, like as she wanted it back. Chances are she'll never ask for that stuff back, you know. And Beth actually did point something out to me, which was a good reminder because I hadn't even thought about it. She was like, you should probably not put your mom's jewelry at her new place because she's not going to be the only one with master keys. So if your mom wants it and you don't want to keep it at your house, get a safety deposit box. Or something like that, which was a good idea because I hadn't thought about that. So if you're moving things for your parents, maybe you want to keep that in mind. Or if you have a safety deposit box already, put their stuff in with yours. Beth kept me solidly on task, which was good. And she also packed up a bunch of stuff for me to take home. But I wasn't sure what she was packing. She was in like the one room doing all the stuff. And I was in another room, you know, and I'm I could trust that she can discern what is important and what isn't. And if she was asking, she would just yell through the door or whatever. She packed up a bunch of like kitchen gadgets and stuff for me. So like she packed it up and she's like, this is going to go here. This is going to go here. This is going to go to your house. By the time I got home, I was like unpacking stuff that she had packed for me. And it was hysterical because she must think I'm low on protein. because It was like five cans of peas five cans of beans, water chestnuts. I don't, I mean, water chestnuts. What do you do with water chestnuts? (laughs) It was so funny. And I texted her. I'm like, do you think I'm low on protein? (laughs) Like, what is this? I've never seen so many cans of peas in my life. (laughs) And she's like, well, I didn't want it to go bad and go to waste. I was like, okay. (laughs) So I actually made chili the next day because I was like, well, I've got everything, so I'm just going to make a pot of soup. (laughs) Anyways, anyways, I digress. We had a very productive day, and we even stopped at the new place and started setting stuff up for my mom. And I showed Beth around the new place. I was like, here's the movie room, and here's where they can play pool, and here's where they can have coffee, you know. And she actually agreed that it would be a really good place for my mom, like, once my mom was settled. So... It was kind of good for my soul to get that positive feedback because I had so much negative stuff surrounding me. And I just was doing a lot like saying, oh, yeah, we'll take this place. I was doing it solo, you know. (laughs) So it was good for my soul to have her there. I mean, she's one of my little earth angels. So anyways, the next day while coordinating with my brother and his girlfriend, I remember saying that I didn't rent a truck. I didn't hire movers or anything like that. I was like, how the hell are three older people going to move mom's furniture and stuff? Like, I was just like, wait a second. I don't have a truck. I don't have people. I I don't even know. Like, I was just kind of like, oh, shit. What did I forget? (laughs) And my brother was totally unfazed by all of it. He's like, we'll handle the furniture. I'll pick up the truck. It's okay. I was like confused. Like, what? What are you talking about? And I just remember saying to him, I haven't moved my own furniture since like 1997. Why the fuck would I move furniture? (laughs) And one time I moved four blocks away and I hired movers. And then I moved a mile and I hired movers. I mean, who moves themselves after early to mid 20s? Who moves themselves? (laughs) Don't do that. That's crazy talk. That's one thing I've always insisted on. Like, we are getting movers. I am not doing the heavy lifting. This is, no, uh uh-uh, no. (laughs) There's only so many times you can ask your family and friends. You got to spring for movers. (laughs) Anyways, 
My brother and his girlfriend ended up coming in the next day. So we had like, Beth and I packed everything up. I took a day break. Then Laura and Jim came in and we met and we packed up a bunch of stuff. Like we really knocked stuff out. We even had a bunch of stuff that we gave to Goodwill. So it made me feel better. My sister kept calling and insisting on sleeping over again. And I told her that we basically had everything done and there was no reason for her to come, but she was insisting. So she also insisted on renting a moving truck, even though my brother kept saying, no, no, I've got it covered. I've got it covered. She went ahead and did it. We're like, okay, all right, I guess, whatever, you know. Well, you know how they say, be careful what you wish for or be careful what help you accept. Well, yeah, that was kind of one of those times. She was kind of just in the way while we were doing all the heavy lifting and she effed things up before we even started, but it turned out to be helpful later. So I don't know. It's kind of a weird, you know, we didn't actually even expect my sister to be there on moving day because she texted my brother in the middle of the night and said, I can't handle it. I'm not going to do this. And she had to leave. And first of all, I was like, well, what the fuck? Why insist on coming out there? Why insist on inserting yourself in the situation? And then you bolt in the middle of the fucking night. The text was at like four in the morning. That's the middle of the night. Where are you going to go? Then I was like, okay, you know what? Honestly, maybe that's probably for the best. (laughs) Because if she's not there, then we don't have to deal with the tension between her and my brother and me. And, you know, we were anxious and tense. And it had the potential to be real ugly. So... We were like, okay, whatever, you know? So then my brother was really, really nervous about the truck that morning, like the the morning of the move. And so he went to go pick it up. Well, it turns out the reservation was canceled. It was either not paid for, which made sense because my mom told me that my sister asked her for money for the moving truck. And my mom said no. And I I told my mom to say no. I was like, no, like we're all pitching in for this. She's got to pony up some shit. So my mom didn't give her any money for it. And then the truck was canceled. I don't know if it was money or if it was we didn't pick it up on time because I think she said that we would pick it up at seven o'clock in the morning, which also makes no sense because seven o'clock in the morning would mean I'd have to leave my house at six to move, which, you know, it's hard for me to leave at six in the morning for anything, maybe a flight, but definitely not to move somebody. Anyways, so he was able to get a truck. I mean, seven in the morning? Even for early risers, that's a massive stretch, right? I didn't get there till like 11. (laughs) I stopped and I picked up this small little end table thingy for her new bathroom. And then I had like a little coffee issue. So there's always a little issue when you're nervous and anxious, right? So the Starbucks I wanted to go to, for some reason, it wasn't open until 10 o'clock on a Monday. Like a Starbucks not open until 10 on a busy road. That doesn't make any sense. And then I missed the entrance to the Duncan. So then I had to turn around. But because of where it was, I didn't want to take a left. I hate taking lefts on busy streets. I, I hate it. I, I might be the only person in the city who hates it. Because you end up having to like drive out to the middle of the road and hope that nobody hits you and hope that somebody's nice enough to let you in. And it's like a massive road on a Monday morning. And you're like, shit, I could die right now for this coffee. But okay, you know, and then it took me like 10 minutes to turn around to like figure out how to get back to this Dunkin'. And then I spilled food on myself. Like, <laughs> So I don't know if it was coffee or if it was food, but of course I spilled it on my boobs because, you know, they're like my built-in crumb catchers. <laughs> I don't know. I know it's first world problems, anxiety nervous energy. I know all of those things were in going into play. Anyways, traffic wasn't so bad. The day wasn't super sucky, which was good because it was a moving day. I mean, what moving day actually goes as planned, but it wasn't so bad. I think my brother and Laura were more annoyed than I was because my sister was there when they got there. So they expected her to be gone. And she was there asleep on the floor, I guess. And then she was smoking and Laura's like massively allergic to smoke. Like she can't, she cannot, you know, be in a room with their cigarette smoke. So she was smoking in the apartment. Laura was pissed. And then we had left, like Laura and Jim had left a bunch of stuff that they had bought for my mom. We bought some new towels for her. 
and some stuff to have at her new place. So my sister had actually used the towels to pack things up. So they were pissed off about that, you know, and like they were just pissed and thrown off because my sister was there, you know, so they open the door and, and they're mad within like five minutes, you know, my brother's like, I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her. I'm like, no, it's okay. <laughs> like, it'll be okay. And then there was this bag of Cheetos that my mom specifically asked for. She actually asked for 10 bags of Cheetos, but I just said, oh, okay, one. We're just going to do one. Anyways, my mom wanted these Cheetos. So it was part of the stuff that Laura and Jim had brought. I mean, I sent them like a grocery list. I was like, we need more insurers. We need more diapers this size. I need shower curtain rings, but I have the shower curtain. You know, like all these things that we were all bringing together. And I was like, she needs Cheetos. She doesn't want crunchy. She wants the puffs but she wants Cheetos. It's the thing she craves, right? So they brought them. And when my brother and Laura got there, the Cheetos were gone. They were super pissed. And my brother's like, what happened to the Cheetos? But he wasn't asking her. He was asking me. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what happened to the Cheetos. How would I know what happened to the Cheetos? <laughs> and he's like, got to find out. Well, it turns out my sister gave the Cheetos to the neighbors. I, I don't know why. My brother thought that my sister was most likely partying with the neighbors and they ate the Cheetos while they were partying. And I was like, well, why? I mean, I don't, that doesn't make any sense. Who would do that? <laughs> like my mind is like, why? I don't, I don't understand, you know? And my brother's like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> he kind of assumes the worst about my little sister. So it's a, it's a fucked up dynamic to say the least. <laughs> Anyways. The Cheetos were gone, and my brother was calling it the Cheeto incident. <laughs> it will live on in infamy forever. <laughs> like forever, ever? Yeah, forever, ever. Like forever. <laughs> and my sister wanted the mattress topper, and I told her I didn't give a rat's ass, or as a friend of mine would say, I couldn't be bothered. So yeah, I didn't care. And my brother was like, you can't give her the mattress topper. And I was like, why? What the fuck? We can't take the mattress topper. Like, it's not going. You know, my mom was getting a new hospital bed and the mattress topper's not going to fit. And he's like, I paid for a third of that mattress topper. You cannot give away my property. You have to tell her she can't take it. And I was like, nope, nah, nope. You have to tell her she can't take it because this is not my issue. This is not my fight. But I need you to keep this in mind. I kept saying this to him. I, I don't know how many times I said this to him. I'm like, the state of Illinois just changed what collateral you can put up as bail. So be careful because they no longer accept cash. <laughs> I kept saying it to him. I think Jose told me that because I told him I was going to kill my sister. <laughs> and he told me that. So then when my brother told me he was going to kill my sister, I told him that. This is probably the way it went. <laughs> He didn't say anything to my sister about the mattress topper because that's what he does. <laughs> he, he gets all mad. He doesn't say anything about it. So then I actually said to her, okay, I need the mattress topper because we actually need to pack it into the truck because the desk is glass. So I need the mattress topper to go into the truck. And she's like, well, I was going to take the mattress topper. I'm like, you can take the mattress topper or you can talk to Jim about it because he doesn't want you to take the mattress topper, but it's going in the truck. And then if you want the mattress topper and Jim doesn't take the mattress topper, then you can go to mom's new place and take the mattress topper. But it's going with us. And she was like, fine. Like the mattress topper and the Cheetos almost derailed us, which is kind of funny. <laughs> None of that was a lie either. You know, I didn't lie to my sister and make something up like we did need the mattress topper. You know, so it, we put it to good use. So we packed everything up. We finished packing up the truck. My brother's a genius at that shit. I am not. I was never really good at Tetris. And I hire movers. So they worry about that shit. I don't worry about like what's going to shift while you're driving. And he was like, this is going to shift this way. And that's going to shift this way. And I was like, wow. Like, wow. <laughs> okay, cool. I didn't think of any of that shit. <laughs> but we packed everything up. We got all in there. Packed up stuff in my car. Packed up stuff in Laura's because Laura was actually going to take some stuff home. And then we dropped off a bunch of stuff at Goodwill. So that was nice. You know, I told my sister to go to my mom, pack everything up at the rehab center, which wasn't very much. I did like a, an inventory of it. And then 
stay with my mom. Jim and Laura and I were driving to the new place after the Goodwill. The whole time, no bed was delivered yet. So we couldn't have her stay overnight until the bed was delivered. No bed yet. That was freaking me out. Like we got there and I'm like, where's the bed? And they're like, oh, well, the wheelchair is here. I'm like, I don't give a shit about the wheelchair. Where's the bed? You know? (laughs) And they're like, "Uh, it's not here yet. I was like, okay, all right, great. You know, so then unload a bunch of stuff. Jim and Laura leave. And I was freaking out because the bed still wasn't there. My sister hadn't shown up, even though I thought she, she called and was like, where'd you guys go? Which was funny. I'm like, we're moving furniture and we're going to the new place and we're going to drop off the furniture. And she was like, oh, I didn't know that's what you guys were doing. What? How do you not know that? <laughs> like, we were moving with in, in front of you. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> My sister did come and drop off a bunch of stuff and told me she couldn't deal with traffic. You know, she had to go and it was too much for her and she was wasted. So she left. I was like, fine, just leave. You know, I'm like, is mom ready to go? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So that was like three something maybe. I don't know. You know, and the transfer was supposed to happen at five o'clock. And so I was thinking, okay, we need to have the bed here by five. If they say the transfer is going to happen at four or five, it really probably is going to happen like 530. Luckily, like I called to try to find the bed. And I was just calling random numbers because I didn't even have like, we did this whole rental thing, but it was through insurance. So all I had was like a text number (laughs) to find out what this company was. But I was like texting it and calling it and I was on hold forever as I was like unpacking clothes and whatever. And I didn't get through to anybody. But luckily, like five minutes before the bed, like the window closed for the bed, they got there. So that was good. We busted our asses to get everything done and dropped off and everything and my brother like after he had dumped everything in my mom's place and helped me get everything in he's like I'm gonna take the truck back and I'm gonna leave and I'm like no like no (laughs) you can't leave I know you have a long drive home but you have to be here for the transfer she needs to see your face and I was insisting on it you know my sister was insisting on renting the truck I was insisting on my brother being there when my mom arrived because she needs to see that he thought it was a good idea too, you know, like not just me because she thinks I'm her mortal enemy most days. I needed it to be from her favorite kid. Her favorite kid needs to be like, oh my God, this is so great. You know, I was like, uh-uh, your ass is staying. And, and if you need to stay overnight, you can stay at my house. Or if you want to rent a hotel, I will give you hotel money. Somehow we will find the money, but your ass is staying until she is transferred. And he was like, fine, fine, you know. Thank the universe that they did because there was an issue with her not having meds. I'm so thankful that they were there and which I will explain later. And I don't know what I thought or how I got this idea, but I was convinced that rehab would send my mom home or send her to her next location with enough meds to last like a couple weeks or at least call the prescriptions into the pharmacy that we asked them to call them into so that we'd be covered, right? Like it was just in my head that this was part of the process when you leave rehab. And I'm not sure where I got that. I think it's because my mom's been in rehab so many other times and she's told me that's what happens. And I think somebody from the rehab told me that's what they would do as well. So I was like, okay, no, nope, uh uh-uh. That wasn't at all what happened. And it freaked me the fuck out. Like I was freaked. So this wasn't like a moving mishap. This had the recipe for like a fucking disaster. If something was wrong with her meds, that could be a fucking disaster. And I was just like, oh my God. When they transferred her, the transport company had me, a layperson, sign off on the paperwork that everything was okay so they could leave. They weren't even waiting for the CRN. So I had a nurse from the old location on the phone with me while they were making this transfer. And she was telling me that she didn't have enough of one of the meds and not like a, the vitamin D med. It was one of her main anticonvulsant meds. And she, she's like, I don't have enough. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have enough? How do you not have enough? What? And she's like, I can't get a hold of the pharmacy that you told me to use. And I was like, what do you mean you can't get a hold of the pharmacy? (laughs) Like, I just kept saying that. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? (laughs) Like it was, I was a broken record 
and shutting down at that point because it was like six o'clock that night. You know, I was just shutting the fuck down. She couldn't get a hold of the pharmacy. So I actually had two people at the new location also trying to call the, the same pharmacy and to get a hold of the pharmacist. You know those moments when the tensions are so high that something happens, you have like three options. You either implode or you explode or you kind of just cease to exist <laughs> like in a cartoonish manner. Boop, pop, you're gone. That's where I was. Like at that moment, I was like, <gasps> and I think I stopped breathing and I don't know. I must have looked like Linda Blair or completely de defeated and like I was about to die. Like I must have looked like death because I don't know. Laura came up to me and she was like, I'm going to take the medicine list and I'm going to take all of the medicine and then I'm going to get all of the medicine cups together. I was like, okay. And she kind of like just took it all out of my hands. I don't remember giving it to her. I just remember standing there like, oh my God, I'm about to die or just poof, cease to exist, which would have been okay. <laughs> you know. Thank you universe for the nurse amongst us because I, I could not at that point. So Laura was dealing with that and my brother Jim and I were dealing with my mom who again was scared and pissed and anxious and worried and had knots in her stomach for weeks and um she looked at me and said normally right now I would be watching TV and I was like for fuck's sake <laughs> you know like <laughs> I just looked at her and I'm like mom you're gonna watch TV when I figure out how to set up that fucking TV and she's just like okay and then I actually had to call Jose to like for help. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I called him and he was like, what do you mean you don't know how to set up a TV? I, was like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. He's like, it's just like you're at a hotel. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. I was about to break the fuck down. <laughs> and so he walked me through it, luckily. And we got that all set up. And then my mom says, well, where's my corn puffs? That's what she calls Cheetos. I shit you not. She was asking for her fucking Cheetos. I was just like, Mom, Amy ain't your Cheetos. And she's like, what? I was like, Amy ate your Cheetos. The daughter who isn't here ate your Cheetos. Or she did something with your Cheetos. And she goes, oh, well, she must not have known that those were for me. And I was like, no, the whole apartment is yours. She knew those were for you. Where, what else? Who who else's would they have been for? And then she asked where my sister was. And I said, oh, she can't deal with traffic. She can't handle this right now. So she had to leave. So in actuality, where my sister was, was my sister was drinking at her friend's house, which was only a few minutes away from where we were. We know this because she kept texting my brother about shit the whole time. And the texts got like more and more heated. And... She was using all capitals. Who does that? That's like, I mean, all capitals? That's the devil. I mean, that's just, come on, all capitals. I mean, come on. But again, when she dropped off random stuff from rehab to me, she was drunk and you could smell it like a half a room away. And the whole place is only the size of a studio. So you could totally smell it. And I was like, Jesus, <laughs> you know, she couldn't handle it. I was like, go, okay, whatever, you know? I kept saying to my brother, stop engaging, like stop engaging. Why are you answering these text messages? I need your help to unpack this shit. Put the fucking phone down. Who cares? Anyways, I got the TV hooked up. It was all done. So I left. I was like, okay, mom, your TV's hooked up. I'm sorry you don't have any Cheetos, but here's some nuts. Jim was throwing things away and cleaning things up and, you know, because we were unpacking, packing all these boxes and stuff. So he was dealing with all that. And I was like, I'm going to go downstairs and I'm going to help Laura finish the medicine cups. I walk into the room and she has it all spread out on this table. And she gave me the lowdown on what we had and what we needed. We had enough of the right meds for two and a half days. That was it. Two and a half days. So here I am thinking that I can actually like finish this day of this culmination of months of shit, right? I'm like, this is the day that I can be done with this day and then I could take a fucking breather. 
for like a week or something, like something. Universe is like, nope, big fat fucking nope for me. Because that meant my ass had to go back out there in a couple days to make sure we had enough meds. And I looked at Laura and she had this whole thing. I mean, she's a nurse. She's professional, which I greatly appreciated. So she had gloves on and she had all of this stuff divided into different parts. And she's like, how do you want to do this? How do you want me to notate what we need, what we don't need? So I looked at everything and I was just looking at Laura and I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to do this every single month? Like there was a shit ton of meds. And I was just like, (laughs) You know, keep in mind, I had like lost my breath throughout the whole day of all this stupid crap that was going on. And I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. And, you know, my mom wants to maintain control. So she didn't want to switch everything to the in-house pharmacy so she can control it, which means that I was going to have to do it every single month. And I know theoretically it's not hard to do because I can pop pills into a container that says Monday a.m., Monday p.m. I can do that. I can handle that shit, right? But I I just couldn't. I just looked at it and was like, no, uh, no. I mean, I've thought about my mom's death for a lot of my life because of who she is and, you know, the shit. But I'll be damned if that shit's going to happen at my hands because of a fucking medicine mistake, right? I was just like, uh, uh-uh, nope, nope, nope. It's like, as soon as I saw what it took, I was out of there faster than Kramer at the Master of My Domain episode in Seinfeld. I was like, I'm out. Nope, I'm not going to happen. No, no way. So Laura gave me the, the whole lowdown and I had like a good grasp of what I needed to do, right? So we go back upstairs, straighten it all out. I look at my mom and I was like, so we are switching to the Inhars Pharmacy. I am not going to do this myself. I'm going to make the phone calls tomorrow. And that's it. End of story. I'm like, the in-house pharmacy will give you the little pouches that are Monday a.m., Monday p.m., Tuesday, Wednesday, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They will put it in all of these little containers. And all you have to do is open that particular little pouch. I think that sounds genius. So that's what we did. But I know my mom had meds at her place and the stuff that I was going to throat punch my sister about, it was all about meds. So I was like, shit, I'm going to have to have my sister go back to my mom's house and get all those meds because we might need them. So then my Laura and I looked at my brother and we're like, well, you need to engage with the drunk one, but don't do it in all caps because that's horrible and it would make you a savage. I'm like, but you need to tell her that she might need to go back over there tomorrow and pick up all the leftover meds. Thankfully, she hadn't left the burbs, right? Thankfully, she didn't get into traffic. Thankfully, she sat at her friend's house and drank, I guess. So we put her on alert. We got that figured out, kind of, for the next couple days, right? My mom was trying to stall because she didn't want us to leave because she was nervous, which I totally understand, but... I told her that I would be back out there in a couple days, and I told her that we had to leave. I was like, Mom, Jim and Laura have a six-hour drive home, and I have an hour, two, an hour and a half, depending on parking. So we are leaving. And she's like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, we are leaving. And it was already 9 o'clock at night. I mean, it wasn't like it was 6.30. This stuff didn't happen in like 10 minutes. It took hours to do all this stuff. I was like, I have to get home and they have to go back to Cleveland. Like, this is it. Okay. And, and she's like, well, and I'm like, that's it. We're leaving. And so we left. And the next day I called and I got the forms for the in-house pharmacy. And I found out that it would take us 12 days for the in-house pharmacy to be able to take over the meds. So I needed to make sure I had enough meds to get me through 12 days. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go for two weeks. You know, like I'll I'll get a couple extra days or whatever. I called the old rehab to make sure they got through to the pharmacy because they were still trying to call into the pharmacy and call in the prescriptions. I was like, okay, I need to make sure that we have enough. And and I explained to them why. And they said, well, we put in this particular pill. We put in that for four days, but we'll call 
and we'll get you a month of this and a month of that and a month of that. And I was like, okay, so if you call everything in, then I'll have enough. Plus I'll have my sister go back and get all the extras that were still at my mom's old apartment. And then I'm like, okay, then, then we should be able to piecemeal it and we'll be able to figure it out, right? I couldn't get through to the new pharmacy though to confirm that they had the prescriptions and it was it was a hot mess. Like I was on the phone on hold the next day for a total of like 57 minutes and I timed it because you know you can see how long you're on hold and how many phone calls it was and they're like oh we'll be with you in a second. We'll be with you in a second. You're next in line blah 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 blah. 57 minutes and I still couldn't get through. So I actually called my sister and said, I need you to go back and I need you to go back faster than you were going to go back because I don't know if we're going to have enough. I don't know what the pharmacist shows for what was called in because I couldn't get that confirmation either. Like the nurse at the old rehab said she was going to do something and said she would call me back and she never called me back. So I was like, okay, fuck. Like now we definitely need this, right? I'm like, go to mom's house in Naperville and bring me everything tonight because I'm going back to the suburbs. I was going back the next day to do her medicine cups to make sure we had it all taken care of and try to get her through the period in between old pharmacy and in-house pharmacy, right? So my sister comes to me that night and she's like, okay, so here's everything. And, and she was drunk. I was just like, what the fuck? It's like seven o'clock at night, you know, whatever. She dropped everything off. And I was like, thank you so much for going back. I'm so glad you didn't get rid of these when you said you were going to three months ago. I'm glad you didn't get rid of them yesterday when you said you were going to. (laughs) I'm glad you didn't go home when you said you were going to. (laughs) I'm like, you kind of saved us here, you know, so thank you so much for that. And then I looked at my sister and I was like, what the fuck happened with the Cheetos? Where did the Cheetos go, Amy? (laughs) This is totally going to live in infamy in my family. It's going to be like, we've got family stories. This is going to be one of them. (laughs) And she like dead on looked at me and she was like, she doesn't need any Cheetos. And I'm like, but she wanted the Cheetos. And she's like, I gave them away. I'm like, why did you give the Cheetos away? Why? Like, what's the big deal? And she's like, mama's obese. She doesn't need any Cheetos. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? (laughs) I was like, for fuck's sake, the woman has no joy in her life. And all she wanted was a bag of Cheetos. Like, just get her Cheetos. Let her have the Cheetos. Who cares? Who cares? It's not like, I mean, she doesn't have that much time left. Get her the fucking Cheetos. (laughs) And my sister's like, no, no, uh uh-uh, no. And then she just left. (laughs) I was like, all right, I'll see you later. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) I told my brother and he's like, what? (laughs) Okay. So besides the medicine debacle that we were wading through, I got updates from the new place on how Linda was doing. Like I got a couple of report cards. She had two bad report cards. In two days. I mean, she was behaving like a brat. You know, my brother brought my mom these little tiny ice cream cones to make up for the Cheeto incident. (laughs) She was so excited about them, actually. And she said something like, I haven't had this since I was a little kid, which made my brother and I look at each other like oddly. We're like, what? You've had ice cream since you were a child. (laughs) It was very odd. And we just chalked it up to stress. But that weird sentence should have put a little like fire alarm in our heads because that is an indication of something else, which I will get to remind me later. Okay. Over the next couple of days, she ate all of the ice cream stuff, like all of those little things. And she threw the wrappers all over the floor. So when the head of nursing went in to visit my mom, like, into the unit not the first day but the second day so this is Wednesday so the head of nursing went in there because my mom was refusing to go downstairs which I understand she was stressed out you know so she didn't want to join the living whatever and the head of nursing went up to check on her 
Um, and which was nice. I was like, okay, that's good. You know, cause they were excited for her to be there and they want her to be comfortable and, but they're checking to see how she's doing. And there was ice cream wrappers all over, like all over the floor. My mom asked the head of nursing, well, when are they going to come in housekeeping and clean my mess? And she's like, we, we don't clean this. You have to clean this. This is your apartment. She's like, well, where's the garbage can? You know, my mom said, my children didn't give me a garbage can. There's no garbage can. I have no garbage can. So Tori called me and she's like, um, she's eating because she's eating nothing but ice cream. I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, she's got garbage all over the apartment. So we know she's eating. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and she's like, you might want to give her food. So she has something besides ice cream. And I was just like, my mom has food. She has a whole drawer of snacks that she likes. And she has protein shakes and protein bars and the little cookie Belvita things that she eats and stuff that she can pop into the microwave. I'm like, my mom has all of those things. And my mom has trash cans. I mean, she's got three of them in a studio apartment. Like she's got plenty of trash cans. And so Tori's like, well, maybe your mom's not adjusted. And, you know, maybe there's something going on. And I was like, well, she knows that she's not supposed to throw stuff on the floor because she called me and asked me to go to Walgreens and pick her up a grabber. Like so she can grab it from the floor, you know, since she's still technically in the wheelchair. Like she can grab it. So she knows that she's not supposed to do that because she's asking me to help her fix it. I thought, okay, that's a good sign, you know? And then I, I tell my brother that she's eating because we're all like, well, is she eating? Is she going downstairs? And I said, oh, she's eating because she's eating nothing but the ice cream. And my brother was pissed. He's like, I didn't buy her those little ice cream thingies for her to only exist on ice cream. And I was like, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> At least she's eating ice cream. In the meantime, my sister confirmed that the old rehab only put in enough scripts for four days of the one drug. So thank God my sister didn't get rid of all of those drugs months earlier. And thank God my brother didn't leave when he wanted to leave. And we had the nurse there to help us figure all of that out. So those two things that we thought were inconveniences to us at the time turned out to be freaking saviors. Those turned out to be like little tiny miracles that help us get through. So Wednesday, I go back out there and I pick up the meds that the pharmacy had. And I spent a small fortune on more stuff for my mom. And then all the vitamins that my mom needed because none of that was included. But there was like sales of like buy one, get one half off. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll stock up, you know. So combined the old meds with the new meds, we had enough to get her through and I actually had to buy like a pill cutter to cut some of the meds because her prescription strengths had changed over the last several months. And I had to cut one of them in half. And luckily, there was like a line in the pill to cut it in half. So and Laura was like, this is this is how you do it. Like, don't be nervous. Cut it this way. Don't cut it this way. You know, go with what they give you. Don't, you know, don't reinvent the wheel it'll cut really nicely and you should have a pill cutter versus a knife because the pill cutter is sharp like a razor kind of and it kind of like punches right through. So I was a nervous wreck because again, although I've thought about my mom being unalive, it's not going to be at my hands for a fucking medical mistake. Okay, that's all I can say. <laughs> you know, like, so I was a nervous wreck, but got the pills, got that all together, put everything where my mom wanted it. And she wanted to switch them around. She's like, well, the PM needs to be here and the AM needs to be there. So I switched it. We went through her apartment again. And, you know, I kind of said, I got two bad report cards about you. You're being bad. <laughs> I need you to go to the land of the living. I need you to meet your neighbors. I need you to participate in this life because this is your chance to have a good life. And you need to make friends. I kept saying, let them see your cute face. Let them see your cute face. Because she does have a cute face. So I was like, come on, you need to do this. And she's like, okay. She was reluctant, but she kind of was warming up to it. And 
we moved around some food and I was explaining where things were. And, and so we moved stuff around in her apartment that night so she would be, better be able to reach it and so she would be more comfortable. So I felt better about that stuff. You know, I was like, okay, she feels good about it. She worked with the little reacher thing and we like dropped something on the floor and she picked it up. And then we dropped something else that was smaller or bigger or whatever. So we kind of practiced. Like you would practice with like a, a kid, I guess. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that, but that's that's kind of wacky. But yeah, we practiced this kind of stuff, you know. So she was she was feeling better. And she had an appointment the next day for the in-house doctor. So we picked out clothes for her. And we talked about what time her appointment was. And we talked about whether she was doing her exercises until the therapy was kicked in. So things were good. I, I was feeling pretty good about it. And I think she was feeling pretty good about it. I was exhausted when I left, but I felt better. You know, I felt better than I had in a while. I was like, okay, she's going to be okay. You know, I left there though and told my brother, like on the way home, I was giving him the update and I was like, okay, physically she's in. I'm like, now we have to handle the financial stuff because we hadn't even dealt with that. And because she never put anything in place, we had this massive mountain to climb when it came to her finances and I called Jim and I just said, she needs help with this. And because she hasn't put anything into place for us to do it without her, she's going to have to help you with it. She's going to have to be on the phone with us talking to her bank and talking to her credit cards and talking to all of these other parties. She's going to have to be there. So it's going to have to be during business hours and I'm not going to do it. I just told my brother flat out, I'm not taking off any more work. I'm not going to do this. You aren't working and your schedule is flexible. So you can work all weekend and have three days off in a row on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or whatever. I'm, I can't do that anymore. So your ass has got to come out here and you have to do this with her. Bring your computer and figure it out. And he was like, okay, all right, tell me when. And I was like, okay, we'll figure it out. So I was like, okay, physically she's good. Financially, we'll figure that out and it's not going to have to be me. So I was feeling really good. <laughs> you know, I was like, whew, huge weight, right? And if you think about it, we accomplished this massive task of moving her into someplace that she could totally love and giving her a chance, right? And you know, we came together as a group. It was like our little group project, <laughs> even though our project had the normal players, like, you know, the person you look at in the corner, like, what the fuck is this person going to contribute to this project? You know, you all have that, right? To us, that was clearly my sister. But it turns out that she was a huge help. So we knocked it out. And we aced that test. We did. We fucking aced it. The universe works in funny ways, right? Well, nope. This shit lasted for two days. It was two days. On the third day, so the day after I left, and after we figured out the med stuff, after I moved stuff around her apartment, after we picked out clothes for the doctor's appointment, the next day, I mean, I wasn't even home for 12 hours. I got a call. And she was refusing to go downstairs to eat. You know, she said she took her meds. They were asking her, did you take your meds? And she's like, yes, I took my meds. And the cups were there and the right days were empty. And that was all fine. But she was insisting that she had an episode and insisting to, that they take her to the hospital. And now she hasn't had an episode or like an actual full-on seizure in years, like six years or something, seven years maybe. I mean, it's been a long time. But she was insisting that day that they take her to the hospital. And, and she hasn't been back since. She has not gone home yet after that. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to stop again here. And I need to take a pause because this is a lot. I know that was a lot to listen to. And it's way longer than I expected. Don't worry, though, because this is the saga that keeps on giving. Like I said last time, we will not disappoint. Right? I'm going to try to get the next one out faster. 
and keep the momentum going, you know? I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot for sure. Speaking of momentum, I finally signed up for buymeacoffee.com. As you may or may not know, putting out episodes takes a lot of work and a lot of time. I mean, one episode usually takes me about five to 10 hours of work for one episode and a lot of coffee. I'm highly caffeinated right now, but I am going to get another cup of coffee soon. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I'm growing from all of this and I love it. I really do. I love doing this and I love telling you the stories. I hope you like it too. I hope you guys are learning something. But if you feel the need or you, you would like to contribute in helping me get these out, I would greatly appreciate that. You can go to buy me a coffee dot com forward slash fix her up zero one k the initial k the letter k i don't know if it's for kylie or what that is but i'd really appreciate it it would be awesome if you guys could help me with some coffee thank you so much for listening to episode 42 of fix her up here are some of this week's takeaways inconveniences and asshats can actually be good things. Coming together as a united front in the face of obstacles, especially reluctant family members, makes a huge difference. Angels are often disguised as friends. While you're on the move and under major amounts of stress, McDonald's isn't the worst thing, especially for your psyche. I ate it like four times in days. And even though you may be old, you too can still learn vernacular from another country, right, CF? Did I use it correctly? Oh, also, the number is 93. So, universe, thank you for the A on this group project. We worked very hard on this one. If you liked this episode, please hit the thumbs up, subscribe, tell your friends, and write me a review. If you'd like to get a hold of me, my socials are mkylied and fix.her.up. Email is fixherup01 at gmail.com. Voicemail is 773-236-1112. Please check out my website. It's www.fixherup.net. And my new fun edition, yay! Buymeacoffee.com forward slash fixherup01k. Thanks again, Poopeach. We'll see you in a couple weeks or maybe like a week. Okay. Bye-bye.